special bonus episode of Right Debate Recreate. I'm Sammy Purcell. And I'm Logan Keller. And we And today are... we're not going to be Right Debate or Recreating. <laughs> we are not going to do any one of those things. Uh, yeah, no, I guess we might debate all. a little bit, but I would say it's more discuss. I guess that's kind yeah. of what we do anyway, but that just doesn't go with the I know. I was like, do we ever like really disagree with each other? <laughs> I don't know if we ever do that. Um, uh, but... You disagreed with one thing of mine a few episodes ago, actually, which was oh, when I'm... I said that Annalie Ashford should have been nominated for lead actress. Oh my god! Yeah. I'm glad that really <laughs> stuck in your forgotten. mind. I'll never forget. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Well, today we are going to discuss. We mentioned this last episode. We're going to do a fun little bonus episode, and we might do some more of these as like more musicals, movie musicals come out. Yeah, we give figured... us your feedback on our social yeah. media. I would love to hear if this is something you want to hear more, because there's, like, six movie musicals coming out in the next, like, eight months or so. Yeah, there's a ton. So, but today, we're going to push all those to the wayside, and we're going to talk about In the Heights. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah, I did. Yeah, so I guess let's just go ahead and get started. Logan, what are some of your initial thoughts about In the Heights? The movie. Um, okay, right before we start, I have to tell a quick story. Um, okay. So I've lived in New York for four years now. I, for my, like, about a year, like, towards the beginning, I lived in Washington Heights. And one of my roommates is your and my friend, Connor. Mm-hmm. Um, Connor Van Allman. And, hey, if you're listening, I, he, I know he doesn't listen, so not <laughs> hey. <laughs> so fuck you, but, Connor. Um, but I don't, that's why I don't feel bad about telling this story. About... Six months or so into living in Washington Heights, Connor came to me and goes, not not joking. Oh, my God. Did you know that In the Heights is about Washington Heights? Connor. I literally, like, almost spit on him. I was I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm glad you don't listen to this podcast because that is so stupid. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, anyways. Um, oh. Very excited to talk about the movie. I have a lot, a lot, a lot, Me a lot too. of thoughts. Um, I okay. I'm gonna go ahead and give like a quick headline of my thoughts mm-hmm. and some of the positives and negatives, and then maybe would you want to do that? And then we can just discuss yeah. like themes after. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So my headline is that overall, I actually fucking loved this movie. I thought it was really, really good. Period. Um, I think that. A lot of the things that make musical to movies struggle, it did really well. I don't think it's perfect. I have some qualms with um, with some of the things they took out of the movie that were in the musical. I also love some of the things they added to the movie that weren't in the musical. Um, I think we're going to talk about a lot of the like issues as well that the film has with colorism and some, mm-hmm. some other aspects. But overall, I thought it was incredibly done. I think it really thrived in the big um, group dance numbers, big time, both in 
just the choreography and how how it looked, but like the cinematography of it all too was really cool. Um, I thought that a lot. I I don't know if I can say all, but I thought most of the actors and actresses gave like phenomenal, phenomenal performances. And yeah, I if y'all listen to season one, y'all know In the Heights is tied for my favorite musical of all time. Um, and this only further reinforced that this musical, like for whatever reason, just like every single soft spot that I have as a human that like makes me cry, this musical has. And I probably cried through 60 plus percent of this show um, and loved every second of it. So yeah, overall thoughts is that I really loved it. There are some nuanced things that I have critiques on that we'll get into, but overall, I thought they did a phenomenal job. Yeah, I I really agree. So I've seen it twice now. Um, mm-hmm. The first time I saw it in a theater, and like I really don't even. I think I was just like, first of all, like so bowled over by being back in a theater, which like oh if my you God, yeah. been back or you're like, I know, if you're thinking about going back, like, and if you feel safe enough to do that, like this is a really perfect movie to like see back with people yeah yeah it was and I like I was really overwhelmed so I was like crying because of that and then crying because of the musical (laughs) there was like a lot of tears and my friend who was next to me was also crying (laughs) so we just had a lot of feelings but yeah I like really really loved it um like you said I have like a few issues with some of the movie or musical to movie changes um but I also liked some of the changes that they I made. I totally agree. I really liked the conflict between Nina and her dad. And I think that stems, not that that conflict's not there in the musical, but the conflict felt like a little richer in the movie, which is funny because I think that stems like a little bit from some stuff they took out, which I guess we'll get to. Um, but yeah, I, I thought there were some really strong like familial connections and relationships that were portrayed like you said, I thought like it really shone in the huge dance numbers, like Carnival del Barrio, um, 96,000, which was just must have been like a bitch and a half to film. Like it's insane. Um, yeah, I, I'm trying to think of like, I guess I can get into some negatives because I think like most of the positive stuff, I agree with you and like, just kind of, it's all, you already said it. Sorry. I couldn't speak for a minute there. Um, I did want to say like, and I didn't really notice this the first time around, or at least not like consciously, but our friend of the pod, Becca Weirs, shout out to Becca. I think she actually listens to it sometimes. So I I (laughs) bet she does. Hey girl. Hey Becca. Um, but she mentioned this when we were talking about it. She was like the singing for, there were like no lower registers for the female singers. And if you go back and listen, like and it basically just sounds like everyone has like a super poppy voice, which is fine. Like I love yeah, music. It was very I love poppy. pop. And yeah, but I think that mostly shown through with the girls. And I think mm-hmm. my issue there is like I'm so listen I'm so used to listening to that cast recording, which is like Mandy Gonzalez and Karen Olivo, who have these like big, belty, like huge strong yeah. voices. And so when um Leslie Grace and I think her name is Melissa Barrera, did I get that mm-hmm. right? Um, when they started seeing, it's not that they weren't good. I was just like taken back a little bit by um, what they sounded like versus like what I'm used to. But by the end, I was especially um, with Melissa Barrera. I thought like she sounded really great, and I think her yeah. voice was probably like one of the stronger of the female voices. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I really loved it. I mean, like you said, we're gonna get into some of like their controversy and the critiques and stuff. But 
overall, I really, really loved it. Well, should we rate it and then just get into discussing? Oh my god, yeah, that could be our rate. Okay. Oh gosh, I haven't Um, thought about this. I'm gonna get. I I have. I have actually. I'm gonna give um in the Heights the movie nine point five out of ten. Mames. Mames. Okay. Just for today, we got mames. Oh my god! I also like literally. It was like a jump scare every time Lynn showed up. I just like it was kind of scary. Like every time he came on screen, I was like, "Oh, there he is." <laughs> um, love you, Lynn. But um, especially in um, the Carnaval del Barrio yes, when because... he like is on the fire escape and it just like, suddenly pants yeah. to him. Yeah, they would to flash his armpit, to him like actually. really. It pants to him. to him in his armpit. Yeah, at like the most inconvenient time when I like certainly wasn't <laughs> expecting it. Um, well, I guess I gave this like a four out of five on letterbox. So I'm trying to like figure out what that, um, translate that to a 10 scale. Yeah. Maybe like an eight. I don't know if that's correct. Math whizzes help me out. (laughs) I I mean, in just the fraction way. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, if you just multiply it by two, that's exactly what it is. Um, so yeah, I think I'll give it like an eight out of 10. Huh. That's how I feel. Awesome. Um, Okay, I personally would love to talk about the colorism first, if that feels like a good place to start. It does. And I actually do, like, speaking of this, and also because Rachel Ziegler was cast as Snow White yesterday, so she was on, like, trending on Twitter and things were happening up. I wanted to correct something I said a few weeks ago, which was just, like, kind of a brain fart use of a word on my (laughs) part. Um, but I said Rachel Ziegler was biracial because one parent is from Colombia and I think one is European. And that's just incorrect. That is not the correct use of that term. Like ethnicity and race are different things. So I just wanted to apologize and clear that up. Um, and then like that kind of helps moving into this conversation. Yeah. Because I think like a lot of the critique that this is getting, and it stemmed from an interview on The Root, I believe, that um, someone from The Root did an interview with John Chu and some of the actors um, and asked about the lack of Afro-Latino and Afro-Latina and Afro-Latinx people in the movie. There are some that serve as backup dancers, but I believe the only person who's Afro-Latina in the main cast is Leslie Grace, and she has There's also um, Daphne Rubin Vega and Dasha Polanco, the two of the salon girls. Okay, got it. Um, yes, yeah, so there but are the also, three, that but Daphne also... Daphne is a light skin. Yeah. And I, I think Dasha is... I, I don't know if it's Daisha or Dasha, but she's... I think she's I think darker Dasha. skin. Um, yeah, so considering, like, Washington Heights is a pretty black neighborhood, um, mm-hmm. maybe you can attest you live there, that's, like, a pretty kind of glaring flaw, I would say, and I think it's right that people are talking about it. And also, to be fair, like, I think a lot of people brought this up when the trailer dropped, um, like mm-hmm. I said, it stemmed from yeah. the interview um, on The Root, but I think The Root interview really just kind of, like, brought back all those critiques. Um, so, yeah, I, what do you think about all this? Yeah, well, okay, one thing I do, uh, I want to preface this by saying that Sammy and I are two white people are, talking yes, about this. Yes, we are white. <laughs> um, I am Latino, but I am a white Latino, and I am not coming at this from the perspective of a person of color. Um, so want to totally name that here. Um, my thoughts are, I have a lot of them. I think one thing I want to start with is that I do think I've seen some mix up maybe in like what the actual issue is here. Mm-hmm. 
personally, and, and I, I would love to be corrected on this, so please let me know, but I personally don't know if the Afro-Latinx is, like, the issue here as much as it is, because, again, there are, like, three of the main, sure. like, what, eight characters, and then and then Benny is, is not Latino, but he's Black, mm-hmm. are Afro-Latinx. Latin, Latinas, all of them are. Um, however, the issue is, is when they're portrayed, like, on the very little representation that Afro-Latina people get, it's, like, all, like, very, very light-skinned versions mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. And it's just, it's the same issue that we see in Black representation in media, where, like, it's so rare to see a dark-skinned Black person in leading roles in Hollywood or in films. Um, so much more often we're given like the more palatable light skinned version, um, which again, like, and, and the reason I want to bring this up is because I do think to an extent when we talk about this, not in, not with a lens of colorism, but with a lens of like Afro Latina representation, I personally think that does kind of erase Daphne Rubin Vega and um, Leslie Grace's like, Afro-Latinidad, which is very real and valid, mm-hmm. and it's just that they are not Black. They're not dark-skinned Afro-Latina people, and, like, that is a huge, huge population in Washington Heights. So I think that is, like, one thing I wanted to talk about, is I think it's important that we talk about this from a lens of colorism, which is what this is, and not... I mean, I'm sure that, I'm sure you could argue that there should, in general, be more Afro-Latina people, Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's one thing I wanted to say. The The second thing, though, is that I think that all the criticisms are totally valid. Like, it's very true that both in the, the like, main actors and in a lot of the scenes when you're looking at it in the background characters, like, it's not, it's not fully reflective of at least the, the experience that I had living in Washington Heights and walking around, like, it's not in, in, oh, sorry. One more thought I had on the colorism is that I also wanted to talk about that because even in Latinos, like not Afro-Latina people, but just like the Latinos in the film, a lot of them are lighter skinned Latino people. Cause there are, you know, like brown, more darker skinned yeah. Latinos. And I don't think that there's a lot of them in the film. So yeah, I think that the colorism definitely plays an issue. <clears throat> I think that one and I do think it's unfair to put all of the blame on Lin Manuel Miranda or John Chu. I think that they should be criticized. I think that they should be called in. But um, I also think that this is a larger scale issue that is all of Hollywood. Like Hollywood does not, and and I'm not saying this in the way that um, I agree with it, but they truly don't have the infrastructure for for like black actors and actresses right now. Truly. It's really unfortunate, um, and that's something that needs to change. And I think another part of the reason why it hits hard within the Heights is because it's almost like, I don't know, in the past year or so, I think Lin-Manuel has become kind of a meme kind of character, which I have a lot of thoughts on and want to talk about. But it has become kind of like, we thought you were on our side, and we aren't represented in the way that we thought we were going to be kind of situation. And that... I totally agree with, and I think it's a super real critique of, of the movie. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think that, like, I don't know, because on one, on one hand, like, 
I'm of one mind where it's like there's so m- when you are like which I think this movie was like held up as like this is the Latino movie right like and I think there's like so much pressure on a film like that and like you can't get everything you can't like represent everyone when you're the only movie which is like a mm-hmm. whole separate problem right like yeah there need to be other movies um but I it was just I think I was mostly just disappointed in the way that like a lot of people connected to In the Heights responded to this, which I think there's like a lot of defensiveness, which is like a totally, it's like an understandable human reaction. We all get defensive when we're called out, but it just kind of, it just kind of sucks. Like I thought, I thought Lynn's apology was um, like, it wasn't directed at me, but I thought it was fairly response, like a fairly good response. And I thought actually Leslie Grace in that interview gave like a fairly good response about how she feels about um, the representation issue, but specifically like I, I actually Trudeau, don't know if I watched um, her her part of it. It was good. She talked about she talked about being Afro Latina and talked about like um, like her siblings who are darker skinned than her and like mm. just feeling bad about that lack of representation of seeing people yeah. look like them on screen. Um, but John Chu like specifically because he was called out about this during Crazy Rich Asians as well. Um, mm he it just it was really disappointing like he just kind of was like oh well like we when we cast this kind of lighter skinned main cast we tried to put like darker skinned people in the background and tried to make sure and it's without really being aware that like that's where people who look like that have been like relegated to in the past and like that's not that's not a better thing. Like you didn't like do us a solid or do them a solid because you put them in the background, you know? Yeah. Um, and, so that was fairly and disappointing. Like, even then, I don't know that that was actually a huge follow through. <laughs> like, no, exactly. Like the thing is, it's like, if you're doing this in a neighborhood like Washington Heights, which I don't have exact uh, statistics on hand, but I would just based on experience venture to say something like, 65 to 75% of the population there is like dark skinned black Afro Latino, Afro Latina people. Like, having like, and the, here's the thing it's like they very much did have black people and Afro Latinas and Latinos in the cast in the background. But like, even I would venture to say it was like a 15 to 20% in the back yeah. when that is just not the reality of Washington Heights. Yeah. No, I totally agree, and I just, I think it just sucks that, like, the response has mainly been defensive about the whole thing, like, yeah. minus a few people, like, I, I think a few people, and while I, like, again, like, I totally understand, like, having that reaction, it just, it just sucks, sometimes yeah. Hollywood sucks. Oh. It does. Yeah. One, one more thing I do want to add to this conversation is, is that, like, I, um, one thing that I have seen primarily from white people, mm-hmm. which maybe there are more people of color that are of this opinion and, and like, again, would love any disagreement or pushback, but I have seen a lot of the more like cancel conversations, not conversations, like discourse online um, coming from white people. And like my tea is, is like, this is a critique. This is not like, the movie is not unwatchable. It is not cancelable, in my opinion. It is a truth about this movie that it could definitely and should have definitely done better in its casting. But, like, 
I really think that we also just need to be able, I think Lynn said this, like holding multiple truths at the same time, mm-hmm. um, which is that one truth is this didn't live up to what it could have been in terms of its casting. Another truth is, is that it's still unfortunate that it is, is, is as revolutionary as it is, but is still a pretty revolutionary movie to make in 2021, um, yeah. especially with like the budget and like production value it got. I think that oftentimes when the stories of Latino people are told, they're not given that same oomph and money and and power behind it that this show that this movie got. And again, I think that's the reason it's all the more disappointing. But um, personally, I I still love this movie. I'm still gonna be watching it. Um, and I think that we can like have the nuance to critique the things that we love, and that's not a bad thing. I know. I think we should critique the things that we love probably the hardest. Yeah. I also, yeah, like, just going off of that, people were, like, freaking out about the box office for this movie, like, that it was lower than projected and, like, oh, like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, guys, it's on HBO Max, and it's, like, still a pandemic. Like, people still yeah, are, like, people are twice, still weird to leave their houses. Like, yeah, and I was just, like, everyone can, like, shut up. But, like, it made me worried that, like, the box office would be used as, like, some excuse to not do this yeah. kind of thing. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, I feel like everyone I know has seen this movie <laughs> in some yeah. manner. Yeah. So that's stupid. We're not going to, we're not going to entertain that. Yeah. So do you want to move on? Um, or do you have anything else to say? I think to... those are, I think I've expressed okay. all my main thoughts on that. Yeah. I think, I think that's good. Um, but do you want to talk about some of the musical to movie changes oh my perhaps God, what you yeah. liked and what you didn't like <laughs> yes i do i felt I'll like start, such okay, a bitch at the movie the theater <laughs> here's a, actually a really big positive for me was i absolutely loved the elevation of sunny's character and giving him a more complex storyline um for those of you that haven't seen the original or the the uh, movie Sunny's character in the musical, I would say, is more like comedic relief, like kind of very much side character. You don't really get to know much about him or his story. In the movie, he is still kind of comical, but also is taken a lot more seriously and is given kind of this like activist um, take where he is like this activist participating in protests and rallies. And also he is a dreamer. Um, And... Dreamer as in, like, the immigration like, uh, status, not... Also not just a that dreamer. He, not just that, yeah, also a dreamer, but not just that he got a dream. And I, I really love that. I think it gives him such a, a better, like, understanding of the character. Um, and where there's one specific moment where this, I think, pays extreme, extreme dividends. And it's in his verse in 96,000. I think in, in the musical version... <laughs> that verse is like, you're not really taking him seriously. We, yeah. Basically, he's like, the rich are penetrating. Like, it's it's a whole protest thing. And you kind of just see him as going on this silly little rant, but they're kind of like laughing at him. But because in, in the movie, they have already painted him as like an activist, he like jumps in the water and just pops the fuck off on this verse. It was a major highlight of the movie for, for me. And I love that. I'll, I That is one of the changes I think was a really good one. Yeah, I love that too. I love how everyone's watching him and just like getting mm-hmm. hyper and hyper as he goes and goes. Yeah, and I was there. I was getting yeah. so hyped. <laughs> that was great. 
I also like that touch. I do wish they like explored it a bit more, mm. um, like him being a dreamer, just because I think, and I understand like it's, it was already like a two and a half hour long movie. Like they can't do everything. But I will say that actor, um, his name is Gregory Diaz the Fourth. I think. He was so good. He sold so much with his little face. Like he was like yeah. the master of like chin up. I'm trying to be a big man. Yeah. Made me like want to hug him. Like oh my gosh, I thought he was so great. Um, yeah, I agree. I also I wanted to talk about, which I kind of like took to be the biggest, or like in my opinion, maybe one of the bigger changes which I have like positive and negative thoughts about. So basically in the musical, Benny and Nina are like way more like the main couple, in my opinion, at least. Oh my like, God, yeah. Way more. Or the at, at the very least, like equal. Yes, to with Vanessa Usnavi and Usnavi. Yeah. And have, I would argue like the more tension in the musical than in, Vanessa In my Usnavi mind, do. in the, in the movie or in the musical version, um, the, if I had to choose just two leads, it would be Usnavi and Nina for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, Benny and Vanessa are... They're are more supporting. Choice. Yeah. Yeah. And I still thought that, like... I, in this one, it felt like Vanessa and Usnavi were, like... Yes. The, the leads. Main. Yeah. And definitely way more couple A. And, like, some of that, I think, is positive. Like, I, I liked the fact that we got to know more about Vanessa... Like, mm-hmm. the fashion designer background and, like, spent more time with her. I, I really liked. Um, and I also kind of liked that they took out the conflict between Nina's dad and Benny. Like, the, like, racism storyline there. Interesting. You know, like I don't it? know if I... I don't know. I, no, I, I, don't, I don't think it's, like, a, a objectively good or bad choice. But I, I think I feel really mixed. Part of me is, like, okay. in a movie where, like... I don't know. I do think it's a little weird that in a movie where they're, like, not casting the black people that should be casted, they're also taking out a very real part of Latini- like Latinidad, which is mm-hmm. that there's a lot of colorism in our own community. And, like, even amongst Latinos, it is, like, light-skinned versus dark-skinned at times. And, like, a lot of light-skinned Latino people pride themselves on not being dark-skinned and not wanting to date or be with. So, like, that representation, I think, could have also been, like, a part of this whole discussion. And I also do think that, like, what they replaced it with um, worked. I still think it worked. I don't think it was, like, an objectively bad choice. I just was, like, I don't know. I kind of, like, maybe think that should have been kept a little bit. No, that makes sense, but I want, I'm wondering, like, how... I know, right? that story, like, how that plays with, like, a lack of... Actual, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's... Yeah. Which, I don't know. Anyway, but I, I really... I, personally, I think it worked just because it gave, like, Nina and her dad more room to breathe. Like, it was, like, the conflict in the family was really between them. And it is between them and the musical, but, like, Benny is so entrenched in that. Yeah. And I really liked that it was, like really about her and her dad and like what he wanted for her versus what she wanted for herself. Um, and speaking of that, I don't, having said that, I like that. I don't know how I feel about the fact that they killed off the mom. Oh my God. I don't <laughs> know kind why. Of mad. I, okay. So, so I read an article I have about no it. no idea why they did that. Yeah. I read this screen rant article about it and apparently it, oh, let me pull, I think I still have it up. Cause apparently it was like, 
to make the parallels between Usnavi and Nina more, like, direct. So they wanted to, like, really draw attention to Nina leaves, Usnavi stays, and, like, the role of parents, I guess. I'm trying to, like, summarize the screenwriter article I read this morning. Um, but the other thing that apparently they were trying to do is what I just said, like, make the stakes higher by having Nina come from, like, a single parent household. So, like, make the stakes mm. of her, like, the business hire, her leaving yeah. hire, like, how much he had to work for her to go to school. But I, I don't know. I'm I just like not the sold mom. that was a good <laughs> yeah. change, yeah. I... Like, when she didn't, oh, when she didn't show up during, like, the very first song and they changed words, I was like, where's the mom? I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was pretty... Okay, here's the thing. Maybe that is the reason. I'm, that's not compelling enough for me. Like, no, here's, I don't the, think so. The thing so. is, it's not even like she has that big of a role in the musical that, like, it was yeah. a time cut thing. Yeah, whatever. I was... So, <laughs> one, my, one of my big negative changes from the musical to the movie was I... It really makes me sad how much they downplayed Nina's character. I um, agree. She is the lead in the mm-hmm. in the musical, and they took out, in my opinion, the best goddamn song in this motherfucking show, Everything I Know. Oh, Logan, you that, don't understand. I was, li- I literally, the first time I watched it, I was with John, and I was, literally was like, John, you're not ready for the song that's about to come up. I was so and then the next scene it. happened, and I was like, oh, maybe they moved it, just wait. And it never happened. I was like, John, I don't, like, what the fuck? I was already, like, reeling from Sunrise being gone. But I, if you take out the issue with Benny and Nina's dad, like, it makes sense yeah. that Sunrise is gone. Also, side note, is he younger than he is in the musical? He felt younger to me. Like, in the I musical, mean, like, I the always actor. thought... Yeah, like, in the musical, and maybe that's just because Chris Jackson looks 30. But, like, <laughs> in the musical, I got the sense that Benny was, like, a bit older than her. Mm. And in the movie, it was like, we dated, and then you left. And it, it felt like they were both... The same like age. around the same age, yeah. Yeah. I honestly can't remember from the stage version if I remember that, but I, yeah, they definitely felt the same age in the movie. Yeah. Also, Corey Hawkins is so cute. But, um, I literally was like sitting, in regards to everything I know, I was sitting in my seat, just like, Abuela had died, and I was like, oh God, oh God, oh God, like just like gearing myself up it's fine, I'm going to be fine, I'm going to be fine. And then it never happened. And it honestly took me out of it a little bit. I was mad. That, when I listen to In the Heights, I cry at very many points. But (laughs) the point in the musical when I, like, uncontrollably sob and, like, can't breathe (laughs) is during everything I know. And specifically when she's like, she saved every scrap of paper. Like... Oh my god, she's like, with the, the, the graduation with the star by my name, like, all that stuff. And I feel like it kind of, removing that song, in my opinion, the storyline of In the Heights revolves around Usnavi and Nina's relationship with mm-hmm. Abuela Claudia. Like, mm-hmm. that, to me, is the center, and everything branches from there. In this one... It, was, they took it me feels out. much more like Usnavi and Abuela Claudia. Yeah. And Nina, like, had moments, but she never got that. I know. I, I completely agree. I feel like I feel like just Nina was downplayed. And I don't think, like, 
because I know I said we got more Vanessa and I liked that and I but they're not interchangeable like I feel like just because you give a lot to Vanessa doesn't mean you have to take away from Nina or like oh it just it really it it made me mad it irked me Um, yeah it irked me it irked me again I want to say that these all them all my negative things I'm like this I think like if I had not known these things before watching the movie I would have understood but like mm-hmm. being such an avid fan of this show pre movie, I'm really sad because Nina is like one of my all time favorite Broadway Nina. characters ever. Yeah. Same. Um, is there any more like big changes that you can think of that you have like? Um, I about? think I ha- I think I actually had a couple. Oh, one. This is just a slight Easter egg, but I loved the um, Hamilton's oh, yeah. back music playing and the phone waiting thing. It's like Stanford's waiting music. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was cool. <laughs> and then I don't know if this counts as like as musical to movie changes because I it definitely doesn't. But I'm just gonna talk about it here because I feel like it fits. Okay. I think that the majority, almost almost the entire time, not the entire time, but almost the entire time, some of the really creative things that they did in the movie um, worked extremely well. That didn't happen on stage. So, like, what I'm, one example is, like, in um, It Won't Be Long Now, I thought that Van- uh, Vanessa's whole, like, every part of that song was elevated. Mm-hmm. I like, because first you actually get to see her, like, going to this downtown apartment application place and they look at her, they look her up and they're like, mm-hmm. no. Um, and then the Usnavi scene in the bodega was really cool. And then the part that gave me chills was like her visions of like the she fabrics runs. everywhere. Yeah. And she just like runs towards it. I love that. And one of the, I, th- I love it. I think it just worked cinematically really well. But another thing that I think it tied in really well with is Usnavi's line about, um, he's like, I, from a young age, I always wanted to like see the world through your eyes. And I feel like every time they focus on Vanessa, they do make the world like a more vibrant, colorful place that is not the same as Usnavi's. Um, so I think that worked really well together. There were also times where I th- think it was less effective um, I'm imagining 96,000, the beginning of it, when they With all, the, they're all like, yeah. I just, so there are these animations, like they're talking about their dreams and what they would do with this money. And they're like, basically creating these little cartoony animations. So like, it's a golf club when he says, I'd be out golfing, mm-hmm. this, like all this stuff. Yeah. It's just kind of weird. No, I totally agree. And I can think of like other things I thought worked really well. I don't know if it's, like, magical realism, because it's not real. It's just, like, yeah. magic or, no, like, but, whatever. Yeah, it but is like, kind of magical realism. Like, the, yeah. I think it worked really well in When the Sun Goes Down, when they're oh. um, walking up the side of the building. You didn't like it? I, but I, okay, I really did not like it, but I think it's just because I don't think that song works really well without tension between Vinny and Nina. Like, that song mm. is so sad in the musical, because they, like have been fighting her dad yeah. doesn't like him like he lost his job and he still loses his job in this but like all this stuff like they have all this tension and then when she goes away it's like we don't know if she's coming back mm-hmm. they, they're not gonna be together and in this one i got more of the sense of like they're gonna make it work each other, we're gonna make it work and yeah. i just feel like that's not what that song is about and i didn't appreciate them dancing on the side of a building when i was mad <laughs> That's fair. I do think, though, that, like, I still liked it because the context of the song was so different in this mm-hmm. in this version because there wasn't all that tension there. 
And so, like, I feel like they also couldn't do, like, a tension-filled song for it. So they sure. turned to this, like, really magical, like, we're walking up the side of a building and you can see the GWB perfectly. <laughs> yeah. I know. I just, I don't know. It didn't work for me. But I Fair. loved Paciencia y Fe. Like, the oh my whole God. thing I thought was gorgeous. Yeah. And that, so... <laughs> That literally is um, one of the subway exit stations so in, in the Heights. So that's literally what it is. Like most subway exit stations, you just get off the train, you walk to some stair that's really close by. But the one there, you have to go through this like really, really long tunnel. And it's the entire inside of it. It's filled with graffiti. And they use that as kind of like the Abuela Claudia walking into the light in that tunnel. It's so beautiful. It Oh my God. And she's like, half there in like the the Washington Heights side of it in the tunnel but her mind is like with her mother back in in Cuba and mm-hmm. they're like merging and she like hears her mom basically be like you're ready like come to me and oh yes it's a beautiful dying scene honestly I know I and um a tough one that, but yeah oh my god and that actress is she's in the musical like she's original yes. cast I believe I'm and, like, so happy I'm so happy cast. Olga she, was, uh, she was the only person nominated for a Tony from the original cast. For real? Wow. Yeah, which is, well, I know, I mean, crazy. That's a little weird, but she's good. Mandy she Gonzalez. <laughs> yeah, please, miss Period. me with that. Um, um, speaking of the casting, though, like, is there anyone who stood out to you particularly? Yes. So, <laughs> Olga Medida, or Medides, yeah, um, Medides. who yeah, was the original. Um, you know who the, honestly, if I'm being totally honest, the number one standout from this was for me? Who? Daphne fucking Ruben Vega. Oh, hell yeah. I literally, like, could not handle how good she was. She, so she plays the, um, the, like, head salon woman, Daniela. Yes. And I thought she was just out of this world good. Whoa! Um, I thought vocally she was there. I thought her character was amazing. I thought all the, the three salon women in general had incredible chemistry. Um, I think that in No Me Diga, it was really well done. Um, I love the, the like, he- the heads, like, moving over, like, Wigs, trying yeah. to catch the chismes. <laughs> like, there, so in the, if you haven't seen, there are these, like, heads on the wall that um, are, like, wig holder heads, you know, when you, like, have you put your wig on yeah. it, whatever, <laughs> plastic head. I don't know what they're called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they're all, they like kind of come to life. This is another like kind of magical realism yeah. thing that I think mm-hmm. works really well. They like kind of come to life and are like trying to get in on all the gossip and cheesiness going on. And it's really funny. Um, so Daphne, I honestly was the biggest standout for me. Um, I think that Corey Hawkins was really, really great as um, Benny. Anthony Ramos, I think, of course, just like, fucking shoned yeah. shined to the shoned. max yeah um, I thought Melissa and Leslie were both good mm-hmm. I think they did Leslie dirty with her sound mm-hmm. mixing um I I think she actually has a really great voice but I saw this side by side of Mandy Gonzalez singing breathe and um and Leslie singing it and like okay in general Mandy Gonzalez just period is As the moment like, in the movement so like none her of voice us is, should be compared to her <laughs> yeah but yeah. even so like taking aside just i think she's better vocally but taking that aside i think leslie is still phenomenal but they mix them differently like mm-hmm. in the the big moment of her like 
um, when I was a child, I said, Wide Away Climbs, like that whole buildup in the musical, it's all on Mandy and it's all on her voice. And in the movie, like that whole part is like a bunch of montages of her, like thinking of all these different things. And the music is literally louder than she is. So yeah. I don't think that's she just seemed her really quiet. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that's yeah. the, I don't know, maybe it is, but I thought it was a sound mixing. Um, I thought Melissa was actually really great. I, I liked um, her a lot. I, I liked did. her voice a lot. Yeah. I love that she did a um, her little opt up on uh, It and, Won't um, Be Long Now. Yes, I know what you're talking. I thought about. that was great. was great. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I was thinking. I kept writing like in all my notes. It's like she's so quiet. Why is she so quiet? But I actually thought I thought Leslie Grace, and we talked about how she like kind of got shafted. I thought she like acted the pants off of it when she could like yeah. that little moment in breathe. And she's like me in the GWB asking Nina, what'll you be? Like she broke my heart when her little voice broke. It was very, very sweet. Um, I also, I have to call out my main man, Jimmy Smith's Kevin Rosario. I wish he was my dad. The moment he walked in and said, good morning, Gustavi, I like <laughs> want to play that in a loop over and over and over again. Wow. I thought he was so good. He's so like fatherly. Yeah. And the moments like when Nina comes in and she tells him she's going to go back to school and like try to pave a way for like dreamers and for people like them to be able to oh, go to college. Like, and he tells her like, this is the moment. You did what I couldn't. <laughs> and then yeah. he like grabs her head. And I was like, he's just so like, paternal in a really sweet way and I just love him so much he really it, it's crazy because like I think Anthony Ramos like again like you said like really shines in this like oh my just god yeah. so charming he's I love so, a not dorky Usnavi oh my god I love it he's like sexy like he's, he's still cute. dorky like, yeah. but it's more like he's just not he's not, not like 100% suave all the time but like, he's like Lynn's not interpretation he's not was like sure nerdy dorky him. guy yeah yeah Lynn always casts himself in roles that should be sexy and they are not. <laughs> sorry, Lynn, you've got to stop. But like, because I interpreted all of his awkwardness as like, I'm not sure she likes me. Like that mm-hmm. was the thing. It's not that he's awkward. He's just like, not sure if she's into it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Anthony Ramos, I, I love him so much. He's so talented. But Jimmy Smith's really like, every time he's on screen, he made me cry. Wow. He yeah. was really great. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh. I really liked it. <laughs> yeah, I did too. Yeah. I think the choreography was um, stunning oh, and awesome. iconic yeah. um, and really unique also. Um, I thought the the cinematography of it all as well was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I lo- Oh my God, one more thing they added from the musical to the movie that I wanted to point out was that when they're going through the list of iconic women and they add Sonia to the end. Oh yeah, that's cute. I thought cute. that was really cute. <laughs> Um, I will say, I was really thrown off at the whole, like, um, Usnavi telling this, like, from the island. I was going to ask if that worked for you or not. I actually, it did. It did. And I think that it surprised me, a huge fan of In the Heights, which I think was a really cool touch to have. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, wait, so he's going to end up, like, what? Like, he's not going to end up in the Heights like it is in the musical? It's and that you actually don't actually find out in the musical. It's just heavily implied that he stays. He stays. Yeah. Um, but in the in the movie, it's actually the opposite. It's like heavily implied that the whole story is being told from the island. 
And then at the very end, it's actually just that, like, it's the inside of his bodega that had been painted beautifully to be the island. And it's like the memory of it, but mm -hmm. it's not what it actually was. Yeah. There are some moments that you can kind of like tell what they're doing, like towards the end. I think they're trying to like clue you in like the lotto sign is behind him when he's like oh i did not pick up on yeah. that. i picked up like, on one ah. thing yeah in the back i think it was like in the background like I, it was just like maybe it was really stagnant and there were no waves or something yeah yeah um another this is probably i don't know we've been talking for a long time but i could like talk for forever <laughs> this is my like another kind of like motify thing that they did throughout was i loved the little Nina like following oh my god Nina yeah around I thought that was lovely like I her like dancing through the street and like spinning around and how she'd like see her all the time and like I just thought that was such a lovely touch yeah I agree overall I really really loved it I will definitely be watching it again Me too. um I honestly am ready for uh, Daphne Rubin Vega to get some kind of supporting Let's actress go. nomination. I think she deserves it. Um, Jimmy Smith supporting actor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I loved it, and um, I was I was like nervous about if it would be good or not, but I thought it was really great. Yeah, I'm so happy. And I think the stakes are on for West Side Story now. Oh my God, I know. I'm nervous. We have to do that too. one too. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh God. For sure. All right. Well, should we um, preview next week? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, we should. Wait, I don't know what it is. I know what is it, it is. Okay. So it, yeah. you say it in three, okay. two, one. Next week's the category is fan voted episode. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So if you, um, if you don't know what that means, clearly you ain't following us on You're Instagram. You're not a fan. Or you're a fan and you just came at season two, which is totally okay. <laughs> but after season one, we did a um, like fan choose the two two choose two shows on season two, um, and Sammy and I will rate to recreate them. So um, I won't announce the shows yet, but the next two the next episode is two shows that were voted by fans for us to talk about. Yes, we're so excited. It'll be weird. No shade to our fans, but there's some lowest common denominator shit happening. We with fucking this. really are. Like, no, okay, you because can we guess. got a lot of nominations, but we did like a March Madness style, like kind of going through a bracket thing. And like, yeah, you'll see the shows. You can guess. <laughs> you all can right. guess. Well, thank you all so much for listening. We thank you. you. Let us know what you thought about it tonight as well. <laughs> oh my gosh. Bye. Bye.